At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I've been tracking Sasquatches for 25 years. My American global awakening to the new world order. Pardon my American artificial intelligence non-drogue. Pardon my American. Do you believe in UFOs? Yes, sir. Extraterrestrial. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is Greg from the Sauna Studio in. Good old Chris, the holy man, Holem, is joining us from his vehicle, I think, in a, in a garage somewhere. Hey, yeah, uh, I did have the lights on, but uh, they just went out, so. Okay, well, it's it's kind of sultry. Yeah, I'm sitting in my, I'm sitting in my truck right now. Uh, the kids and the wife are in the, in the fifth wheel causing a ruckus, so this was like the only quiet place I could get to. Oh, yes. Yeah, my kids just got home, too, from uh, soccer practice. So if you hear them, you know shit's going down, okay? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so I talked to Dave. Davey Boy is on the road. He is in Texas right now, but he said he won't reach Austin yep. until midnight. So It's crazy. It is. Are you ready? This Saturday, that's your time to shine. Yeah, uh, but the difference is I'm refusing to drive that long all at once. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I will. I I'm not going to drive any longer than like seven hours. Oh yeah, I know. He's like going 15 hours, bro. No, fuck that. Yeah, no. That's miserable, dude. Yeah, that's that's misery. I, I, I want my trip to Texas to be enjoyable. I get you. You know that scene in Misery where uh, I think Kathy Bates smashes that guy's ankle with that hammer? Is that what you'd rather go through than drive that long? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Me I'd too. rather I'd rather shatter my foot again than drive for fifteen hours straight again. Because <laughs> I've done that. I've done that before. Yeah. And it sucks. Dude, Driving it, that long sucks. And it's like not safe. I mean, you're gonna like, yeah. you know, you're gonna hallucinate. You're gonna fall well, asleep. That that all aside, I don't want to get down to Texas and then just be completely fucking exhausted. Yeah, that's true, man. I don't I don't want that. I want to I want to see the scenery. I want to enjoy myself. I want to enjoy the family. I want to I want it to be a good trip down. So, well, so I, I'm not doing the 15 hours a day. So you'd also don't have a so. big uh, U-Haul to unpack. So that's another thing that Dave and Jill have ahead of them. That's true. That's true. So that Plus, might... they're on more of a they're on more of a time crunch to get down there 
because they had to be there on a specific day mm. to do like a, a checklist walkthrough on the house there they got. So, oh, I get you. Oh, I get you. Well, anyway, yeah, I, I, you know, best of luck to everybody. And I can't wait until you guys get down there. I told Dave today that I'm planning a January visit. So, we're going to have to kind of uh-huh. talk with all you guys and figure out the logistics and the ins and the outs of the operation. But until then, yeah. you guys, uh, thank you so much for everybody for supporting this show. You know, all the Patreon supports out there. Everybody who is buying merch on the website, every little bit of it helps send money our way to help the guys in their move. Because this is no easy feat, people. So no, moving moving halfway across the country is not something that everyone gets to do. So we have found ourselves in this uh, very fortunate opportunity, and we're taking advantage of it. So every little bit that you guys can do to help out, whether it be buying a shirt or donating to whatever, joining Patreon, yeah, all of it is awesome. Yeah, and get on Patreon. I'm I'm still doing these uh, strange sauna episodes. I'm pumping them out, baby, once a week. Yeah. So every Wednesday I'll be putting that out. And this week's was about uh, Trump and the raising of the Osiris ritual. And it, it mm. I mean, it, dude. If you look at the similarities between Trump, the whole you know the 17 movement, and the ritual of raising the Osiris. It really kind of overlaps one another, and it looks like kind of a weird ritual type of thing, dude. I don't know. So everybody get out there. Go listen to that. Uh, Support the show any way you can, and, you know, we're going to be pumping out more content that's Patreon exclusive. You know what I mean? So get on there. Help us out. We'll help you out, and we can't wait to see everybody's face again, dude. I can't wait to talk to people. I miss them. I know uh, doing the show the way we've been doing it for so long and now having to step back, step back and do like the most minute show we can just to get a show out there yeah. is very, very weird. It's not, not going to fly, not going to fly, but yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, I, I can't wait to do it either. Yeah. You'll be on the road. I know. Um, so we have this episode coming out. We're going to have uh, a best of show coming out, I believe on Friday. And then I know yeah. Dave and I will be doing a, uh, just much like we're doing right now, a sit-in kind of talk where he's on Zoom while you're on the road this weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I probably won't be able to make a show uh, on the next one. So, yeah. We'll so, be in, uh, we'll be just, so we're, I think we're going to stay the night in Idaho on Saturday night. And then we'll just be uh, packing up to go again by the time the show's getting going. So, Gotcha. Right on, dude. Well, yeah, we will be uh, we'll be doing our due here. So hanging out. And, yeah, if you can make it that following Wednesday, we'll see where you're at by then. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll have to play it by ear at that point. Right on. Well, yeah, just overall, we miss everybody. Okay? If you're watching, we miss you. I miss you. I love you. And I, I, miss just, you. I just want to hear your voice, damn it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we do have some some fun topics today. Um, you know, the big story of the day was Alex Jones, and I'm going to share my screen for you here. Oh, yeah. Christopher. All right, so Alex Jones was ordered to pay $965 million, almost a billion dollars, bro. 
in his second that defamation trial. That is a trial. huge number. I couldn't believe this when I saw this. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Holy moly. Like, they are sending a message with this. Like, you better keep your damn mouth shut. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know if he can appeal this or whatnot. I'm sure he's gonna. Oh, yeah. It'd I be, mean, It'd be dumb not to. Yeah, so this is saying, you know, the, the far-right InfoWars host repeatedly claimed that the shooting was a media fabrication, denying that the gunman Adam Lanza slaughtered 26 people or kids, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, the families and the victims were describing kind of what they had to go through as far as being tormented, being kind of coaxed by people. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. someone someone was saying that they found a uh, a teenager or someone pissing on their daughter's grave. And they're like, yeah, they right, she didn't ever die, and all that stuff. So I'm just like, oh boy, yeah. Yeah, that would piss me oh, off. Okay. Right? Yeah, but... I don't want to piss on someone's grave. You what? Alex Jones is, isn't the isn't the guy that made whoever piss on somebody's grave. He was just putting a theory out there. Yeah, right. And, and it's like cl- control your own penis. You know what I mean? It wasn't Alex Jones's yeah. penis. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, and there's a there's a a bunch of people asking now or bringing up the point. Like, does this set uh, a precedence? for cases going forward about like whether it be industry or other individual people or media lying about anything else or Mm -hmm. making up fabrication stories about anything else could could you now if the media comes comes out to be lying or making up a story about anything going forward could someone from the public sue them now well, and that's the thing. It's like this is completely anti-First Amendment when you think about it, right? Because yeah. this, he he was ordered in August, it says, first to pay $49.3 million. And then now in this second lawsuit, or in this second defamation lawsuit, close to a billion. And he's facing a third defamation trial in Texas at the end of the year. God. So I mean, he's going to yeah, be drained. They're just, they're just trying to bear. They're trying to bury. Yeah, and and you know what? I I think they might. You know, I don't know how he's going to come out of this unless he uh, can fight it. Well, yeah, I don't. Well, Alex Jones may be a millionaire, but he's not a billionaire. Oh no, no, bro. So it, you know, no, I don't know. I don't know how much money he has, but he definitely doesn't have that much. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So we'll see what happens. I know he's going to be, you know, touring all over the place as far as like going on people's shows, discussing this. I know he was on Crowder there for a while, right? Talking about yeah. what he what he could do and all this shit. Um, let me let me share my screen because there's another story here. This is the Tulsi Gabbard, right? She came out mm-hmm. basically saying she's no longer going to be in the Democratic Party, right? Because why? Why, Chris? Because they are under a complete elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness. Yeah, but she's said numerous times already that she's going to leave the Democratic Party. That's what I thought, too. And it's like, what the hell are you doing in that crap anyway? You know? I mean, is she just using the announce the announcement of her 
I'm going to leave the Democratic Party as just like a, a clickbait thing. Is that what she's doing? Is using it for? Because if you said it before and you haven't yet, what mm-hmm. makes people think you are going to now? Well, and what made you wait so damn long? Like, have you been blind to this for the past 10 years? I mean, you know. Well, not even have you, what made you wait this long? But are, aren't you, and unless some documents come out that actually shows that you left the Democratic Party, you're kind of still in the Democratic Party, unless <laughs> you've actually changed parties. Filed and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, so you can say I'm going to leave all, all you want, but until you actually do, that means nothing. Oh, yeah, dude. And you know what? And, I, and go ahead. Oh, I, I think you. Know, I realize why she's actually leaving the, the party. I think it's because she's becoming, um, who is that, Rogue on X-Men? <laughs> she will definitely, oh, yeah. she'll definitely feel <laughs> like the older MILF Rogue, you know what I mean? Ah. Rogue, the, rogue the milk. She's, she's the X woman. Yeah, she's definitely a hot rogue right there. Uh, not that uh, the actress that played Rogue wasn't hot. What's her name? Anne, Anne something, something. Yeah, well, I don't remember. Let's see if you guys can hear this. I'm going to play this for you, Chris. All right. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. Okay. That, she just seems really freaking fake, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that whole, that was very politician-y. You know, to me, I'm just like, oh my god. Like, that was hi, that- please leave the Democratic Party. They just don't care about you. They never did. And they want you to shit yourself. Yes, they don't care. They want you to poop on the streets. Join me. It's like, what? Why are you talking like that? Just talk normal. So, I mean, I I could give two shits about Tulsi Gabbard to give you the honest truth here. I don't really care about Tulsi. I, I You know, she says the right things and stuff, but she's still kind of robot You know, like she moves and sounds like a robot. Yeah, she 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 may say she wants something else, but she still sounds very scripted and very politician. Yeah, and it's not real. That's yeah, that's that's not real, and that and people are they 
day in and day out, they're just continuously losing trust with that style of government employee, government yeah. politician. I mean, that that style is, I feel like, is is going out the door. Status quo. People don't like it. They don't, they don't trust it anymore. No. Even though she did call out Hillary Clinton, she said, uh, if you go against Hillary Clinton, you're dead. She said that on the Joe Rogan podcast. So, I mean, mm-hmm. she ain't lying there, you know. So, I don't know. This article goes on to talk about the uh, the Clinton kill list and all this stuff. And I'm just like, yes, it's happened 47 times. 47 people that knew the Clintons were uh, suddenly died. We'll just put it that way. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with Tulsi. I don't know if she's going to run as an independent or whatnot. I don't, I don't think she is the one to kind of go against anybody right now. She's... Very, uh, I would say vanilla, like right down the middle. Doesn't really like to is argue. She, is she looking for a like a presidential run again? I I could see her definitely looking for like a um, VP run for sure. I mean, you know, she's a strong woman, strong-minded woman. She's cogent. She's beautiful. So she's probably looking for what something. If tr- what if Trump announces that? What if Trump announces that he's going to run and then Tulsi is his VP? Oh, no. Dude, he'd do it like, you know she wants it. You know she wants to be my my VP so bad. Look at her. (laughs) (laughs) He just does that kind of shit with her. Oh, man. I would feel so bad. There's no way. She wouldn't put up with that guy. I don't think so. I don't know if she's a polit- if she's a true politician, she'd put up with whatever she needed to put up with to get into oh. that position. You know what I mean? Yeah, she'd get in positions to get in positions. You know, if she was anything like Kamala. Oh yes, Kamala McSuckadingdong, whatever the hell her name is. Ah, <laughs> uh, my goodness! But yeah, I to end it for me, uh, Tulsi. Whatever. I mean, you know, you have to kind of prove yourself as just a natural human being rather than being so scripted, you know? Yeah. And yeah, going on Joe Rogan is... Obviously, she was... Yeah, going on Joe Rogan is one thing, but if you're going to talk that way on the Joe Rogan show, why won't you talk that way when you're doing your ad campaigns or anything like that? Why, I mean, why won't you, if you're doing like any kind of rally, why don't you say the same kind of shit? Yeah. And to be fair, for those just listening, she was looking straight into the camera, kind of like how Trump does those like the radical left and the radical Democrats are coming for your money and they want me just to stand. Up. You know, I don't know. So he did. He does. It kind of sounded like a little bit of Fauci in there. Oh, no. The, the you Trump, kinda did a Trump Fauci mix. That's true. <laughs> I need to work on it so bad, dude. I've been I've been uh very, very bad at not practicing my Trump skills here. Uh yes. So regardless, moving on. I have another story for you here, Christopher. We have Ooh, okay. a pro Russian killnet hacker gang targets JP Morgan Chase with DDoS attack to block the entire network infrastructure. So this giant banking system was hit by a cyber attack. What is what is DDoS? Uh something domain of service, domain something of service. Uh-huh. So it's like um their their website doesn't work. So you can't access okay. anything on their website. 
including, I think, logging in to perform transactions, transfer money, you know, that kind of stuff. This is saying, yeah, what'd you say? No, I was just going to say, it's funny that they say pro-Russia. Do they have any any evidence to support that claim at all? Or is it just one of those headline things again? Well, well, it says right here, the group loudly proclaims allegiance to Russia, Chris, okay? And the hatred of America. So why wouldn't you believe them? It says right here in this article. Hmm. Killnet. Yeah, well, ki- I, I've never, I don't know who this... Uh, <laughs> Killnet? Killnet is... I've yeah. never heard of this before, so... Oh, denial of service attack. So that's what it's called, a, a denial of service attack. So it mm. says, Killnet on Tuesday grandly proclaimed a denial of service attack on J.P. Morgan. The bank says it has not experienced any operational impact on its services. DDoS attacks are noisy nuisances designed to knock websites offline. They are far less serious than breaches into secure networks. And Killnet on Monday claimed responsibility for the attacks on the U.S. airport websites. Wow. Okay. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you know how these things go. It's just like any other. I just don't understand the point. Like, you're going to just, all you do is you're going to hack in and just make someone's website not work properly. I mean, what's the point of that? It's to show that you can take them down if you want to. Like, you can impact their services. You're not taking anyone down. You're just disrupting for a a momentary disruption. You're not taking anyone down. Uh, A noisy nuisance, is that's how they uh, described it. But but apparently, it's like you're showing that you know how to kind of, you know where the gateway is. You can kind of poke the bear a little bit. It's, it's, you know, I don't know what it says, honestly. Maybe it's just like, oh, yeah, good luck, bro. Okay. Yeah, we get these all day, every day. So, but maybe it's a way to say, hey, look, I what I really think is happening is that um, people might have maybe briefly not been able to get access to their money for a little bit. And they were like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden there's like, eh, nothing, nothing's happening. Okay, J.P. Morgan comes out and says, you know, it's just a little noisy nuisance. And just a little hacking system here. They had a DDoS attack, you know. We'll have everything running up in about a couple hours. So maybe an hour or two. Yeah, we'll... but didn't it say up there, though, that it didn't affect any operational? Yeah, it, it says they have not experienced any operational impact on its services. Yeah, so everyone could use the bank just fine. They literally yeah. disrupted the website, which who uses that? Uh, online, online banking, it's used quite a bit. I use yeah, it. But I, I only use it. Is like an app and an app and stuff. That's or a website. Uh, I don't know. But uh, I think I think what it is is it's putting this narrative out in the news that oh my gosh they're hacking the banks. You know what I mean? And it's it's a DDoS attack coming from a Russia group, an anti-American Russia group, and that's what I think the narrative they're trying to spin. And get this ball kind of rolling, mm-hmm. because I don't. Have yeah. you seen? Have you seen that meme going around where it's talking about what's happened on November eighth, or uh, not what's happened on the eighth of every month? Have you Uh-oh. seen? Have you seen that? Yeah, let me let me Uh-oh. try to pull this up. I think it was um, Julian's Rum on Telegram or on um, some other uh, some other place where he was talking about like, okay, so here we go, July eighth. 
Shinzo, Shinzo Abe was assassinated. Remember the previous Japanese prime minister? He got assassinated on July 8th. Yep. On August yep. 8th, Mar-a-Lago was raided by the FBI. September okay. 8th, Queen Elizabeth died. October 8th, Ooh. you had the the bridge in Crimea gets blown up. Yeah. And now on November 8th, which is the night of the midterm elections, what do you think is going to happen? And I'm calling a cyber attack. I think the internet's going to go out. That's my call. And I think they're setting that story up right now. I think that's what they're doing. Well, they're pushing the nuclear shit really hard too. Is it could it be, end up being the nuclear threat happens on the eighth? Oh, like a big kaboom! And they have to like they have to shut everything down. Mm. I don't know. I mean, that is a weird trend. Those are, I mean, pretty big things to all happen on the same day of every month. Right? They're they're almost like the story of the month happened on the eighth. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. I mean, that is the election itself is a big night in itself. It is a very big night. uh, So I don't know. I mean, could it have anything to do with the Internet going down? I don't know. Maybe. Or could it just have something to do with the election itself? Yeah. Like something, some kind of scare happening. And then like, I don't know, a postponement or something. I I don't know. For sure, dude. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, what delays? I mean, if you can't get in and vote, like if you can't vote, uh, like if something happened where if you turn in your ballots and like you have all these at home or uh, vote by mail ballots and they're trying to count them, but mm-hmm. the the system goes down, like we just have like freaking system failure countrywide. Yeah. You know, Ooh. Yeah, I could see that happening, dude. And that's a big freaking story. You're going to have to delay the election results and just kind of how, you know, question, you know, what's going on here? Like, how can you actually take the results seriously if if you had a glitch? You know what I mean? Like a humongous power glitch. Yeah, I mean, uh, that is quite, like I said, quite the trend of events happening on the same day. I, I mean, I wouldn't be so naive to think that Nothing in this interesting ha- is going to happen on the yeah. eighth. I mean, I I would I would kind of expect something. Yeah, either me too, it'd dude. be some either from from either side. Honestly, I mean, some crazy shit is going to start spreading around social media for sure on the eighth. Oh, and dude, a full moon also on November eighth. <laughs> Oh snap, bro! Oh, it's something's man. something's definitely going to happen that night. You know it. You just know it. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, well, I guess we'll, I guess we'll see. We'll guess we'll find out, huh? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's gonna. There's honestly no way to predict anything. Like, no. Have to watch where the chips fall. It's gonna get crazy, everybody. So yeah, just hold on to your butts, I guess. You know, and um. Yeah, so that's what I think that this whole KillNet thing, this DDoS, this isn't the first one that happened. I think a, a couple months ago, they started trickling these stories into the news. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, let me let me uh, get your idea on this. See, speaking of like 
you know, previous things that we've kind of seen around election time. People are getting creepy, empty envelopes in the mail. And experts blame sellers on Amazon. So remember when people were getting seeds, like Chinese seeds, or seed, they were like getting these little envelopes oh, yeah. of seeds from China in the mail prior to the 2020, you know? Yeah. And now, right before this election, we're getting uh, empty envelopes. And this is saying a flurry of yellow padded envelopes have landed in residential mailbox across more than 30 states over the past several weeks, according to Safely Headquarters. The consumer reporting website founder Patrick Quaid estimates that the mystery packages could number as high as 10,000. So they're saying about 10,000 of these have been sent out. Hmm. And there's absolutely nothing inside of them. Yeah. So check this out. It's just an empty envelope, bro. And, I mean, what if there's a ghost inside? What if there's a demon in there and they're sending him to everybody's houses? You know? Uh, like a curse or something? Yeah, this says, while, recip- yeah, while recipients mainly have been puzzled, some have expressed alarm, fretting that the names and their addresses may have been leaked in a data breach. This is the exact same freaking thing with the, the seeds, dude. Some yeah. have braced for the worst, speculating that Apparently, empty packages might contain something sinister and invisible. See, they even say it. They think it contains a demon. No, they didn't say that. But uh, it says this is a quote from (laughs) one of the. What else are you going to get from the words sinister and invisible? Yeah, exactly. That's Damon, bro. D E M O N. This is one of the. uh, Male and fucking demons. Yeah, one of the rattled recipients in. Crawford or Crawfordville, Florida says, I got out of my vehicle. I went outside. I ripped the top off the package open and I held it away from my face and pinched it open to see no contents inside. Oh man. Oh man. I left it outside and I'm about to dispose of it in that trash receptacle. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) Yeah. So many of them were listed under the seller or online seller of Amazon. So, hmm. very, very interesting. So, I don't know. Maybe what? Maybe Amazon is just like accidentally mailing out fucking envelopes of nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I mean, what, that's a possi- possibility. Weren't they saying it was like testing people's addresses or something? Or it was like to flag people's addresses that they wanted to kind of do something with? You know what I mean? I don't know if it's like anything election related, but. Yeah, I don't know. Instead, Amazon officials suggested that the situation had all the hallmarks of a known scam called brushing, in which a third party merchant creates fake transitions on the site, complete with tracking numbers and confirmations that the package has been received. So. Hmm. And I don't know if they can make money off of that. Um, yeah, here, here's the, uh, says online seller, 118 South Mountain House Park Way, Tracy, California. Huh. Very, very odd. Yeah, that's weird. So, I don't know. Keep an eye on it. Oh, yeah, here it is, right here. Two years ago, a suspected brushing scam caught the attention of the Department of Agriculture after people received mysterious packages of seeds in the mail that appeared to be from China. The government warned consumers not to plant the seeds. 
saying that they could introduce an invasive species to the United States. Right? And it just ho- <laughs> just so happens that it happens right well, before yeah, an election. I mean, yeah. I, maybe it's like a voodoo or something. A voodoo? Like, you think so? Yeah. Like some sort of voodoo maybe ritual? Maybe there actually had stuff in it, but it had like like a weird pixie dust inside that like casted a spell or something. Well, dude, think about it. If it had trace amounts of fentanyl in there, you could probably kill somebody. They oh. open it up. Maybe. Oh. Or maybe they'd put like trace amounts of like LSD and just make everybody trip out. Oh, yeah. Trip balls? Or something. Or something to cause, like, or what if somebody put, like, some kind of chemical uh, gas inside that envelope? Hmm. Dude, that would freak me the hell out. I mean, you'd smell it, wouldn't you? Or you're talking, like, a scentless... No, but in all the gases we know of, like, propane and all that stuff, the smell is an additive. They put that smell in there so you can recognize it. Mm. When it when it's made, it's odorless. So what about my farts, though? I mean, are they adding that to... is different. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought somebody was uh, getting your up there and adding adds, a chemical you, in there. Your body adds that smell in, so you know what it is. Oh, I see. Yeah, well, what's weird is my dad was one of the recipients of the, the China seeds back in 2020. Really? He got, yeah, he got a package of those. I'm like... You should have planted them. I know, I... Planted like what? What do you think it would have grown into? Some like seven-headed dragon or something? I don't know. That's I would have wanted to find out. Yeah, maybe they sent there a bunch of people like bonsai trees or something. I don't know. Yeah, just you know, here plant. Like, you wouldn't even have to like take it out somewhere, put it in the ground. Yeah, just put it in a pot. You didn't have to put it in the ground. But you could like do the starter stuff or something and see what it turns into. Yeah, and if it turns into something really crazy, then you burn it <laughs> yeah just burn it immediately no questions asked yeah i don't know <laughs> i just i thought that that was weird uh maybe i think something else you should burn though are these lab-grown cells that can play pong <laughs> so this is uh science getting getting funny again they're they're growing brain cells in a petri dish and apparently these brain cells can play the game Pong. You know that that ping pong game? This little uh ping Yeah, pong. like the like the little white space bar thing that goes up and down. Yeah. The early nineteen seventy two very exciting video game here. Or computer game. Yeah. Yeah, so let's let's look into this here because this is these are eight eight hundred thousand lab grown brain cells can play a nineteen seventies video game. Albeit badly, it says. So I guess they, they're pretty shitty at playing this game. <laughs> so it can't play the game. It's just the thing is moving up and down. There you go. Researchers have grown brain cells in a lab that have learned how to play the 1970s tennis-like video game Pong. They say their, quote, mini-brain can sense and respond to its environment. Writing in the journal Neuron, Dr. Brett Kagan of the company Cortical Labs claimed to have created the first sentient lab-grown brain in a dish. Ugh. 
Hmm. Other experts describe the work as, quote, exciting, but say calling the brain cells sentient is going too far. We could no better or we can find no better term to describe the device, Dr. Kagan says. It's able to take an information from an external source, process it, and then respond to it in real time. But, oh, dude, look at this. Mini brains were first produced in 2013 to, a stu- to study microcephaly, a genetic disorder where the brain is too small, and have been used for research into brain development. So they're just taking mini brains and adding them to brains that were too small? I, You know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, why are you trying to uh, mini brain? Why are you creating a mini brain? Oh, because so they're <laughs> yeah, they're trying to study microcephaly. So they want to create the mini brain outside of the body, so they're not killing the person. But this is the first time that they've plugged it into and interacted with an external environment, such as this video game. Hmm. So they grew these brain cells from stem cells and some from mouse embryos to a collection of eight hundred thousand, and then they connected this mini brain. To a video game via electrodes revealing which side of the ball was on and how far from the paddle. What? You, you know what this is, right? What? This is this is the first step to get everyone actually in metaverse. You think so? This is plugging them in I, and controlling them? It is literally just plugging them. Just like the Matrix. You have that little diode sticking in the base of your brain. Yeah. They're plugging a brain into a video game. They're they're wanting to plug brains into a virtual reality. That's that is very true. Guarantee that's where it's, that's where they're gonna go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, decades away, seemingly, but you oh, see. Oh yeah, but but um, But think it, about how fast. Like, think about how fast electricity, or not electricity, but technology has come. Now you're having biotechnology, which will probably go through like this. Uh, renaissance era you know hmm. oh dude what if all the people on on twitter aren't even and uh, all the social media isn't even bots they're actual like mini brains oh shit yes the bot farms <laughs> the bot farms are mini brain mini, farms they're just mini brain farms oh you open up the room like this big sliding metal door and you just see like these big like sucking like <laughs> They're just all like moving around in little petri dishes, like connected to spaghetti. <laughs> you know what I mean? God, mm. that's what you could do. You could just uh, you could raise the brain to to be on whatever side of politics you wanted, because that's all it would know. It wouldn't have a life, so whatever you told it, that's what it is. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this That's why is all the bots are the same. But this is saying like it the mini brain learned how to play in five minutes, but then they're saying it didn't even know how to learn how to play. It often missed the ball, and its success rate was well above random chance. Oh, okay. So well, I guess. Oh, it, so they didn't actually teach it anything. It just all of a sudden the thing started moving, and they're like, "Hey, the odds of it hitting the ball, yeah, are pretty good." So, so it, it does it not know like, that it was playing Pong. Yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't know. Um, but he's saying Dr. Kagan hopes the technology might eventually be used to test treatments for the neurodegenerative or neurodegenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's. Right. 
Of course. Now look at here, Chris. Look at what I just scrolled on here. This is Terminator, bro. Oh, that is legit. This says the researchers say their mini brains are more adaptable than current AI systems and so might provide the basis for more adaptable robots. Oh, there's what they're using it for. Look at this. That's, a, that's, that's an even worse idea than just having AI. Yeah. Now you're uh, putting actual brains in robots. Come on. Look at this. Are you, are you trying to destroy the world? This is um, this is Dr. Dean Burnett from the Cardiff Psychology School. Uh, he prefers the term, quote, thinking system. Quote, there is information being passed around and clearly used, causing changes, so the stimulus they are receiving is being thought about in a basic way, he says. The mini-brains are likely to become more complex as the research progresses, but Dr. Khan's team are working with biotech bioethicists bioethicists to ensure that they do not accidentally create a conscious brain they actually have to work with these people well what do you there's no way around it you can't stop it yeah like how do you how do you think a child's brain is when they when they're born they have nothing going on in their brain but then slowly over time they develop into what uh, a grown human being is now that's exactly what this is going to do. Whether whether you created this mini brain in a dish so you can run little robots or learn about Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. The longer that brain exists, the more it's going to learn and adapt thought of its own. Yes. Yeah, it's going to become its own thing eventually, right? You would think. If, uh, if the evolution of our brains taught us anything, that's exactly what it's going to do. Oh, my goodness. This says artificial intelligence AI researchers have already produced devices that can beat grandmasters at chess. We've seen that, right? Yeah. And this is uh, another professor, Carl Friston from the University College London, who is working with Dr. Kagan, says... Quote, the mini brain learned without it being taught and so is more adaptable and flexible. Probably referring to that's the first sign right there. That's probably the first sign of that this is if we go on too long, this isn't gonna turn out well. I just can't believe that they actually included pictures of terminators in this freaking article. This is BBC. This is like a science freaking you know what I mean? This is a science magazine mm. here, or whatever British bleh. Whatever the hell this is, so I don't, I don't know, man. I'm just like uh, I'm... the that that quote right there. The brain, the mini brain, learned without being taught. Yeah, red flag. <laughs> yeah, it's like wait a second. Yeah, no wonder why they're working with <laughs> bioethicists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. Uh, I wonder if this woman uh, reached out to a bioethicist. She's an amateur taxidermist. Look at this crazy freaking woman. Look at her eyes. She's going to kill somebody. Look at that. That is, Someone has taken over that soul. <laughs> that is not a living human now. That is something else. Uh, now, the, the more frightening thing is her phone case. Yes. So what she did, she's an amateur taxidermist. That is something you definitely don't want to list on your resume, by the way, anybody. 
<laughs> that's uh, that this screams uh yeah amateur if you're going to be amateur anything taxidermist is not it do not uh <laughs> do not do this by yourself people it looks like she's doing was this it, alone was it wouldn't you consider like Buffalo Bill or like any of those guys kind of amateur taxidermists? Because didn't they make suits and shit out of their their people? Oh, the, yeah, he might have. Um, also, what's his face? Norman, Norman Bates from the uh, Bates yeah. Motel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he used to. He was a taxidermist. So anyway, this amateur taxidermist leaves Facebook users horrified with bizarre rat phone case. She used her freaking dead rat. And made a phone case out of its skin. Look yeah, at this. And it's <laughs> disturbing as shit. But the most disturbing thing about this is she left the tail on. She it. left the damn tail, bro. Look at that. That's the a freaking six incher. Is okay. And it's not <laughs> even wrapped very well. Oh yeah. Here was the actual wrap before it became a phone case. This is what they said. Uh okay. <laughs> So there's your pet rat that you, uh, she probably murdered this thing, dude. She probably murdered the rat Wait, to make it. That's not the same rat. I know. Look at the hair. It's totally different. What? Read what this says. It says Jill Gillespie's rat before it became a phone case. And then Jesse's phone case covered in a pelt of a, of a rat. Of a that's rat. That's not the same rat. It's not the same rat, bro. Oh. Oh. Okay. Not, not the same rat. Of a rat. It didn't yes. say of Jesse's rat phone case pelt. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. Why would you do that? I have no idea. Uh, this is saying... If, oh. you, if you wrapped your iPhone in, a, in rat skin, you're a serial killer. Dude, look at this. Jesse Gillespie has gone viral after sharing her latest invention, which uses its animal tail as a wrist strap. <laughs> The damn tail is a wrist strap. (laughs) Oh, God. Could you imagine? Oh. No. Oh, my. Jesse Gillespie, get some help. (laughs) Get some help, chick. You're you're turning into the serial killer. That's beyond help, bro. Look at those eyes. I'm telling you, it's beyond help. There's no coming back once you've gone this far. Hey. Have have fun doing your own weird amateur taxidermist shit. Yeah, but you're a serial killer. And Dude, she's a farmer from Seattle, Washington. Of course, she's from Seattle. God. Yeah, you don't have like blue or pink in your hair and not be from the Northwest. All right. Uh, let's see here. Oh, bro. Oh, bro. There's more. Okay, I got I got to read this shit here. So we got images show the hollowed out rat's furry skin stretched out over the back of an iPhone with its flattened face stuck in the corner. Although the rodent's tiny feet and eyeballs have been removed by Jesse. Well, okay. It's it's weird that they put by Jesse. Like who else would have removed these? You know, like I don't know. Maybe she's like she finds carcasses every once in a while. Like she, her cat brings them in and then it's missing a leg or something. Uh, yeah. And she's like, let's make a phone case out of this. Well, I mean, I just, I do like how the attention of detail where they have to let us know that the eyeballs were in fact removed by this freak. Um, 
People either love it or hate it, she said, as she told Need to Know dot online, going on to explain the process. First, I processed the rats. I removed the skins with a scalpel, set the body aside for my uh, dermistid beetle colony, and then would tanned the hides into literal rat leather, like you would with sheepskin. <laughs> oh, dermestid beetle colony she has. Oh, so she is a That's fucking full blown psychopath. She- Aren't those the Beatles that that they used? And in- you ever watch the show Bones? Uh, yes, I. Uh, my wife used to watch that show all the time. Aren't those the kind of beetles they use to clean, like, the bones and stuff? Like, to get rid of all the skin and everything? I think so, yeah. All the skin and all the, like, the the rotting meat and organs and stuff. They just dump them in a thing full of beetles and they'd eat it away and they'd have clean bones afterwards. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, know, if you're going to be a taxidermist, you got to have dermisted beetle colony. It just (laughs) goes hand in hand. You know, or you're using, or you're a serial killer, and you're using these beetles to help get rid of the evidence. Oh yes. So here we go. Jesse Gillespie's rat paws positioned in a row to make a gesture. Oh, so she's making them all flip the bird. You see that middle fingers up, everybody. Yeah. Oh and boy. Clever. Yeah. That's what someone who was not a psychopath would do. Oh, bro, look at this. Rat skin bra. Ugh. Those were on our ninnies. Come on. Ugh. <laughs> Gross, Jesse. Those what are look, you doing? Those, looks like, those look like some decent-sized rats. Oh, those are some biggin' rats right there. <laughs> uh, then I took a Where wall- do you find rats that big? I have no idea, bro. I think that's a little stitching. She's got to stitch those together, you know. Mm. Uh, she took some glue, a ton of E6000 glue to affix blah, 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 blah. Uh, she trimmed the pelts to fit and use the scraps to fill in the uncovered space. So she's using scraps to fill in spaces here and there. She's, she's, she's talking about how she styled the phone case. The dangling tail, though, Chris's favorite part. She's saying... Ugh. I mummified in a small box of salt, and I attached it to the phone case in a spot where you're supposed to hang a charm or a wrist strap. (laughs) I get the animals from pest removal instances where they are euthanized from roadkill, and in this case, or in the case of rats, from feeder rats for, like, pet snakes, you know, like, that our pet snakes reject. Oh, so she also has pet snakes. So she'll buy a feeder rat thinking, okay, she probably searches for feeder rats that the snake won't like, but she'll be like, okay, just in case he doesn't like this one. Oh, this would make an excellent purse accessory. You know, like I can make a, she sits outside, outside the the cage or whatever it is for this. She goes, oh yes, he didn't like that one. I get a new phone case. Yeah. Or she'll like put some weird scent on it so that way the snake doesn't eat it and be like, tell her husband. Well, no, no. What am I thinking? This woman's not married. Wow. 
Maybe. I don't uh, know. Yeah, you never know. You never know with this kind of stuff. Look at this, though. Um, Look at this. What, is, what are these rings? I the think rat- those are rings with with paws on them. Rat jewelries. They she cut the hands off, and it's just the rat paw with the claws on top of the ring. God. Ah, oh, this demented soul. This is gross. Yeah. Uh... Did she put? Wait, are those rings? And the rat paws are also wearing rings? Yeah, I was going to say, this is a mini ring that the rat paw is wearing. What? (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Okay. Well, you know what? Hey, hey, you know what? To each their own, but if you're wearing a rat paw ring, I'm not going to be your friend. Oh, no. Oh, no. Jesse has had strong response to her taxidermy creations. And here she is. Oh, boy. Look mm-hmm. at this. That's the moon right there. That's a crescent moon. Mm-mm. Weird. We might be dealing with a Marxist, everybody. I don't know. I'm just throwing out accusations here. So, regardless, um, you know, people have mixed reviews. Apparently, some people are saying that she's clinically insane. Other people... <laughs> yeah. Other people are saying that it's art in its purest form. You know, I, you know, I just, I, I can definitely see, oh, look at this. Here's another one. Oh, dear Lord. There's no way. There's no way. You, see, you, that's the rat, that, that's the live rat that was in the picture. This is her, her, uh, yes, this is her mummified pet rat. Oh, such a, such a, such a pity. Well, I mean, not only not only is that gross, but her craftsmanship is shitty at best. Yeah, and look at those feet, dude. I wish Dave was here so he could see these toes. Look at that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh God. She's just like <laughs> throwing it all out there. So yes, I don't know. This is just weird, man. Oh, here's some of the yeah. some of the comments. That's disgusting. Erm. Yeah, well, I guess that's one place I'm not going for snacks. Okay. <laughs> what? I don't think she does snacks. There, bro. there were some comments people made up above too. Like, there. I mean, clearly everyone is just as disgusted about that as I am. Yeah, yeah, horrified, horrified. I just don't. I I can see make making like. Stuff like that out of like animal pelts. Like people do make stuff out of animal pelts. That's a thing. But mm. usually you don't make them out of rats. You don't make them out of the disgusting things. Yeah. Yeah. Something that when people see that's alive, they instantly go, oh my God, kill that thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like when you see a rat inside of a room, you instantly like jump up on a chair or you like you reach for something to kill it or knock it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, if if you're going around, and also if you're going around picking up roadkill or just calling up your local like rodent removal person and asking him if he's got any scraps laying around, that's weird, bro. Uh, well, I just think that uh, I honestly think that she pregames her feeder rats. Like she goes in with the mindset of, 
Okay, I got to look for, you know, obviously food. I want to feed my hungry snake. But then again, I got to look for some feeder rats that might look some, you know, might make a pretty accessory here, you know, like a ring or, you know, a bra. Oh, yeah. I, so. I'm willing to bet she's not doing that at all. She's just getting rats for herself. Yeah. She's not trying to, she's not trying to convince herself that the rat just didn't want it. She's just getting them for herself. There is no pet snake. <laughs> That's what I'm calling. <laughs> Wouldn't there's, surprise me. There's she no had pet to have snake. a reason, a normal reason to have all these rats. That's just yeah. That's what she threw out there in her interview. You know what I mean? Like oh yeah, well, uh, like she was yeah, going down the, the line. She was like, I get them from the like question. roadkill, and the guy's like, what? And she's like, oh, and feeder rats for my snake back there. Yeah. yeah. The question in the interview came up where it's like, and where do you get the this abundance of of rat carcasses? Yeah. And she's like. Uh, roadkill. Uh, uh, a feeder rats. That's just the way that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody, you know. Come on now. I mean, who doesn't have a snake? Snake feed rats do. Well, yeah. Uh, this is saying she goes. Our freezer died, and all the feeder rats defrosted. So I got creative with twenty rats that would otherwise have been thrown away. And yeah. Oh, okay. So, so she made these out of out of resourcefulness. Yeah, I mean, because God forbid you just throw away some dead rats. <laughs> well, and this is our freezer died, and all the feeder rats defrosted. So, what does that mean? So she was freezing that she was freezing them in her freezer. The feeder rats, like. To save them for later for the for the snake. Oh, I thought they had to be alive. I don't know. Maybe you know? They, she maybe she trained her snake not to eat live shit. I don't know. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like I've never seen but a then also, snake eat a dead animal. Neither have I. But then also you're storing rats in the freezer with your other food. Yeah. Dead rats. <laughs> So I, you know what? Who knows, man? So, this is just I. I don't picture this. You can't. You can't normalize this. I don't picture this as a Seattle woman, though. You know, if you told me where was this happening, I would say Florida, maybe Louisiana. You know, Ozarks area. Not that Louisiana Ozarks are in Louisiana, but I. I would say somewhere around there. You know, and now it's like she has blue and purple in her hair. She's insane. Uh, no, dude. I can see this person being from Seattle. Seattle's got rats. I know, but just doing stuff with, you know, it just seems very, very Southern. I'll put it that way. I'll put it down South. So regardless, Christopher, we are at that hour mark, sir. And, you know, we have about pretty quick. Yeah, we have about one minute left. And so I do want to just talk about, you know, everybody. Thank you so much again for supporting the show. You know, it's obviously this is not the best setup that we have. Chris, you know, goes in and out, you know, with his uh, <laughs> Zoom call. And I'm ho- yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait until we get the studio all set up. And honestly, I think the early show is going to be good for everybody. I think it'll work out. You know, it won't get in the way of everybody's day. We can get in, do our show, start start the day with a little pep in the step. I think it'll be good, dude. 
Yeah, I think uh, n- nowhere but up from here, honestly. I, I think there there is no bad coming from this. Yeah. Besides having to leave our, our friends up here in the Northwest, I guess. But, I mean, it, as far as the show itself goes, I don't see any any negativity coming from this at all. So, Absolutely. Like Greg said, thank you, everyone, for sticking through the transition here. And then uh, here we go. On to the next one, I guess. Bigger and brighter things, you guys. So, yeah, Chris, again, you are leaving this Saturday. You will be going... Well, you're going to have a couple detours, right? So you'll be, you're planning on being in Austin by Wednesday, the following Wednesday, uh, middle, middle ish of next week. Okay. So if you're back in time, maybe we can hit you up for the Wednesday show, but you will definitely be missing the next show because, uh, you'll be on the road. Yes, sir. Right on. Okay. Well, you guys, I believe that is it. So. You know, we'll we'll talk to you as soon as we can. We'll keep you everybody informed. I know I'm chatting with people on Telegram. I know we have some people on Instagram that we're kind of doing some stuff on. I don't know if we're doing stories and whatnot, letting people kind of know. I know Dave did a live feed on YouTube the other day. So we'll post this yeah. video up on YouTube kind of just as extra content to get people kind of, you know, what's going on. Yeah, so, and, uh, and come this... Uh... This weekend when we take off out of town, I'll be doing, I'll do some posts on IG and some Instagram live shit and keep you guys on the, the, the up and up on our travel down too. So hell yes. All right, everybody will raise your glass. Chris, you got a, you got a glass of beer there. Oh, okay. Some water. Dasani water. Or, oh, okay. Just bottle regular Walmart water. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. It's been real until next time. Sayonara. Thanks, guys. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.